being a musician has helped me understand tone like when i hear if it's like an upbeat more hip-hop feel i know what tone i'm going to be using for it if it's more dramatic you know octave like massive drums doom, and then you hear the octave piano coming whatever like yeah. i need to know where my voice places within that Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music Is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and let's chop it up. Now let's dig into this week's episode. Today we got a guest, man, um, my guy Gabe Kunda, which I'm, I'm super excited to to sit down and chop it up with because the dude is killing it, man. This this dude has found a way to somehow monetize his voice, and it's it's incredible. Um, so Gabe Kunda, if you don't know who he is, I'm sure you've heard him on your television in some way, shape, or form because he's done stuff for Disney, Marvel. Um, he's the voice of Ko on the video game Valorant. Um, he's done some stuff on the new Batman movie, West Side Story, Encanto, Subway, Toyota. Like, the dude is working. So, super excited to have him. So, without further ado, man, let's introduce my guy, Gabe Kunda. What's good, bro? What's going on, man? I appreciate you having me on the show. Ah, uh, man, I, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to hang out, man, and, and be on the show. So, I guess tell, tell the people a little bit about you, man, and, and, and what you do in this space of being a, a voice actor and, um, man, just the, like a voiceover guru. <laughs> yeah, a voiceover guru. That's high, <laughs> high, high claims, man, high claims. No, I am a you know, voice actor, uh, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Um, my love for voiceover started when I was a sophomore in high school. I um, just fell upon this video called Million Dollar Voices uh, on YouTube. Uh, you guys should check it out if you have any interest on in what voiceover is. And um, it had some of the greatest voice actors of our time. Um, one of them was Don LaFontaine, who is the movie trailer uh, guy you used to hear on everything. He's no longer with us. He's passed away since, I think, 2008. But he was he was like the Don. It's very fitting for his name. Yeah. Um, and that changed my entire trajectory when it came to what I wanted to do in my life already a sophomore mm -hmm. um, I was studying music uh, music education um, and that was my also my passion a passion of mine and um, I've been doing that all my life in, in uh, vocal arranging and and just kind of being in the world of vocal music um, but I chased after voiceover and it wasn't until really like college I got the opportunity to either like go to a, a full ride, like two year program uh, for audio radio production in Indiana, or I could um, go get this music education degree, uh, which was also kind of paying a hefty scholarship for four years. Yeah. And so I kind of had to make a decision of like, okay, like I, I don't necessarily need a degree to do voiceover, but I do need a degree to, um, to teach music and that's what my passion was uh mm -hmm. to educate kids on music be in the choral world and have my own program and assemble that so i chose music went down that route and as i was there i was trying to do everything i could in terms of like voiceover and music at the same time yeah. uh obviously i'm studying music in school but voiceover wasn't as readily available so like anytime a church needed announcements or they needed like 
um, just whatever mom and pop shops needed their voice message or whatever. I did it. I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, yeah. And then I would find some jobs online and, and audition for jobs online. And and I'd start to actually book some stuff um, and started to make a little bit of some money, uh, you know, $600 here, $500 here. And as a college kid, it is absolutely I mean, you're raining. It's raining. It, yeah, I mean, it's pouring. You know, a, yeah. uh, when it comes to the money that you're making, even it's three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. It's great. College, and so yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I saved some of that money, put it away and said, I'm, one day I'm going to when I'm ready, I'm going to do a um, I'm going to do a voiceover demo. And that would get my foot into the in, into the world in terms of representation and all that stuff. Meanwhile, I was doing impression videos on Instagram, Facebook uh youtube and i was kind of doing different characters and all that kind of stuff and that was what kind of got my name out there in terms of people knowing who i was mm -hmm. um but i needed to figure out a way from doing like impressions of other people's voices to like doing what i do because the people that i'm doing impressions of they're still alive and well and making a great living doing what they're doing so i needed to figure out a way to make it my own like do something that was original so yeah did my demo submitted that to an agent agent called me up was like yo i mean you sound great let's bring you on and i've been working on voiceover since 2017 full time wow. um so that was you know long story short there's been some a lot a lot of things in between there but i didn't want to yeah. go too too long <laughs> nah man that's that's super dope and inspiring man to to kind of you know kind of fall into that you know during the even the the musical journey um, which is which is super dope. So it seems like, um, you know, once you once you kind of discover like this this was a thing. Was it like your, I guess your your first approach was to to reach out to an agent and kind of get representation and just kind of go that route. Yeah, I mean, I my I could have. I think now if I would have kind of did it differently, I should. I got a I should have got a like a voiceover coach to help me understand copy more. I did one voiceover session, so I won't I'll give myself that. I did one voiceover session to try to get myself acquainted with it. But at the time, I didn't have the money to get a multiple sessions with a coach. So what I had to do was literally sit at the TV and transcribe what I was hearing from the commercials on TV, the trailers I was hearing, the promos I was like everything radio commercials. I would just sit there and just transcribe. And one of the things that um i love about you know being being black and being I, I just feel like our superpower is improvising and figuring out ways to make it happen yeah um, no matter the circumstances and so that's what i did like i just i literally just sat there and transcribed and try to copy what i was hearing and change that into what i do and then uh yeah i i created a demo and there could have been two paths I could have taken. I could have said, you know what? I'm just going to pitch myself to these companies mm -hmm. and I'm going to ask them, hey, can you give me an audition? If you have anything coming down the road, I would love to be part of it or whatever. Or I could have, like I did, I submitted to an agent and allowed them to go hunt for those companies and allowed mm -hmm. them to be kind of the gateway because a lot of these companies, you call them and you ask them, hey, are you looking for a voiceover? They're like, you know, get off my phone, kid. And they, you know, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just kind of the nature of the business. Uh, so they need a kind of an agent to kind of help as a buffer there. So I just figured I didn't want to do that. I didn't feel like cold calling. That was not my my ministry and or my gift. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, bro, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna send it to an agent and try to work with an agent to do it. Yeah, 
That's uh, that's dope, man. I, the thing, like, and we like, I had, man, listen, growing up, I, I had like one of the biggest misconceptions about the voiceovers, because you know, you hear the the big epic trailers and things like that. And I think what's so interesting about what you do is that it's it's really it's it's closely related to what I do. It's like producing music for TV and film, and then you hear the voiceover over the music that we produce. Um, but I think it's I think it's so interesting because it seems like it it's not just reading a script and then sending it off. It seems like there's some type of technique to how you read certain things. Like even watching your Instagram when you're kind of going through, you know, each different line, you read the lines different like each time or you'll like end on a different tone. Like, can yeah. you talk about that? Like, is there is there a technique to you know, producing these, these voiceovers. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people, because you're a musician, you understand what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times it's hard to explain to people why I'm doing so many takes and stuff. So there is a technique. Um, for me, it's about, I'm going to give you first the option that you ask for. And mm -hmm. then the next options that I give that I, which we call ABC takes. So the okay. A take is going to be what you ask for the B and C takes B will be different. And then C will be just completely different to give them options. Because a lot of times in the edit bay, um, maybe that A take that they thought they wanted is probably not going to work for the spot that they cut. Maybe they need it shorter. They need it faster. Mm -hmm. And so because I've given them three options, I've given them normal, medium, and then fast, they're able to kind of move things around uh, to their liking. So there is a technique to it. There's You have to also understand time. If they tell you, hey, you have to read this in 2.5 seconds, you need to be able to feel what those seconds are like. And so because I'm a musician, I can I know – what time feels like i know how many seconds have passed by i can i can automatically kind of tell that mm -hmm. and and implement that into my read so if i need to if i if i have a long sentence um i know where i need to speed up to kind of shave off time and where i need to slow down to give emphasis for the title yeah. and all of those things you uh, some of that stuff no one can really teach you you just have to you know kind of do it and, and do it over and over again and kind of have that type of response to it but for me it's it's about listening to what I'm, I'm doing and practicing and being in those coaching sessions like i said are very that's very instrumental to that so it's it's definitely not just uh because people say you know I, I have a great voice everybody tells me that i got this amazing voice and i can talk real deep and and, yeah. and all this real cool stuff and i tell them i'm like yo it, that that's that's amazing but just like production you can have all these amazing machinery all these hits and all these sound effects and whatever you have in your system but if you don't know how to play any of it looks like this keyboard right here if you don't know if i don't know how to play this keyboard at all then it doesn't matter it's just a nice looking keyboard yeah. so with voiceover you know that's dope that you have a great voice but do you know how to bring a copy to life do you know how to make it connect with other people um and do you know how to not make it sound like you're reading something you know <laughs> like yeah. you know and, and stuttering and and you, you know uh to it's tonight on fox you know mm -hmm. it sounds very versus tonight on fox you know mm -hmm. it just sounds real natural and so to be able to understand and discern that it takes some time and so there is a a kind of a technician way about it when it comes to vo got you that's super dope man um i see a question from from my guy the realest sounds he wants to know how long did it take you to get your very first placement for for film and tv um in this voiceover space Ooh, that's a that's a great question so i did um 
I did a spot, uh, and and it's interesting. This is kind of a controversial spot, just because of how much it paid, and I didn't know what it was at the time. So I did a. Uh, I was on an online casting site or whatever, and they had put on audition for a. Sp- a specific company that I won't say the name of, but they sell like furniture and stuff like that. Um, And they, they, yeah, they were at, this was for a black Friday sale and I auditioned for it and I booked it. Now that was like my first, that was 20, 2016. So at that time I, I probably was maybe three year or two years into actually doing voiceover. Um, So it took me a, a bit to get a actually, uh, running national ad mm-hmm. um, but the thing about it was it was a national ad and if you know anything about national commercials and stuff you know there are uh, royalties and or residuals involved in it um, and you know especially if it's a class A ad you're looking mm-hmm. at quite a bit of money uh, somewhere between 25 grand and 30 some higher than that depending on what your what brand yeah. um, now this thing was supposed to be in that range but because I didn't know a lot of what was supposed to be priced? What are the union rates for voiceover? What you know? I was just excited that I got a commercial that's airing on Black Friday and it's going <laughs> masses, and people were like, "I heard your voice," you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't realize that that company was supposed to go through a talent agency and supposed to find and actually had a voice that they had under contract that was doing all their things. You know, they paid several figures for that contract, but they had there was one more spot that they wanted to kind of leave off of that contract so they went to an, a like a random online site hoping to find a, like a diamond in the rough okay. and uh they find ah, me uh and i was just kind of like i'll do it um and i didn't know at the time and then later on i found out i was like yo i was supposed to be eating real good for a few Dang. months and i missed that on that entire opportunity there's another opportunity that happened like that as well but that was that was one of the ones that it's kind of like a bittersweet thing but yeah yeah it was, it was for that company for sure man that's that's crazy um Man, so so I guess after that, where where you kind of, I I'm guessing you gained some wisdom from it and kind of moved a little bit differently after that. Is that what happened? Yeah, well, yeah, man. I mean, I think that's what that's what also incentivized me to get an agent was because I I didn't want to have to. De- I, I mean, you can there are people who do it and do it well without an agent, and they're mm-hmm. able to keep track of everything that's airing, keep track of all the usage, keep track of where they're going to put it next and where this not in third, and making sure they're following up with the clients on payments and stuff. But I know for me and the way I like to move, the way I like to do work, I'm I'm really quick on how I do work, and I want to be efficient, get it out the door. Let me go spend time with my family. Let me go do other things like I do music and all that kind of stuff. And I yeah. didn't have the bandwidth to sit there and try to track down all this stuff. And so I was like, listen, if it's going to get me more opportunities, if it's going to have me my money in order, it's going to have me um, just understanding what to quote, what not to quote, then I want to go down the agent route. So yeah, definitely went a different route yeah. <laughs> after that scarring. That's what's up, man. So man, listen, I want to, I have a couple questions and I know the answers now, but these are some misconceptions that I had, you know, when I was younger, I was ignorant. I didn't, I didn't know. So the first one is, and this is specifically about voiceover. I used to think for some odd reason that they would like, they would record the voiceover and then they would like pitch shift it down to make it sound deep. That was, that was number one. You proven that that's not the case. So, people who are in the voiceover space is it just 
do they well and i know there's different types of voices and you know characteristics but do they yeah. look for people who just naturally have deep voices and is that is that something you can control like you know it's like the deep can you go as deep as you want or it's like is it just something that just has to be naturally there yeah so first first answer is they they don't go out looking for deep voices unless they do so it's a case-by-case -case basis where you know maybe uh oh uh, uh arby's for instance um yep. if you heard the arby's arby's we are you know yep. that 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 sound i think it's ben rames who, who does that um but they specifically went to go look out for a deep voice in this case they went to a celebrity and that worked but there are other commercials believe it or not sometimes having a deep voice will play against you really? because it doesn't sound relatable to your average guy if you turn on any commercial right now mm -hmm. a lot of what you're hearing whether it's coca-cola visa whatever tv commercial a lot of them have actually more conversational tones more um just like everyday friendly tones they're actors so it, it's there is some acting in there but it doesn't sound like uh uh call 1-800 what and, and if it does sound that way it's like a local commercial in you know podunk texas or something like that um and they're wanting to go for that announcery read but a lot of times you're looking for a conversational tone and so people so they, they try to stay away from like the announcer uh, sound, which deep voices tend to lend themselves to with the yeah. announcer side, um, unless you're doing movie trailers. And then they're obviously, yeah, they want it to be deep voice and signature. Um, and so, no, you don't have to have that type of <laughs> that type of, of, of range, um, mm -hmm. whether you can. Ex for me, I do have a range where I'm able to play with the, the height of my voice. So I do um, Disney plus commercials all the time and, that that's not as like deep and barreling it's more like um um uh, coming soon on disney plus you know it's very happy really upper in the register up here and it's real you know bright and you know, airy and all that stuff yeah. and then obviously when i go to movie trailers i deepen it down and so now i'm speaking in this area here and it's now a matter of switching it up if i'm going to do something a little bit more medium size i'll come up here and now i'm speaking in a more uh, where it's kind of the best of both worlds. And that's where my voice normally lies. Now, yeah. a lot of people have a specific range. You have like what you call true basses who really just everything they say sounds over here. They can't make it go high. They can't make it go low. It's all down here, yeah. you know. And then you have some who are like tenors who are just have that very high voice and they sound up here all the time. There's no weight to their voice or tenderness to their voice. All of those voices have places um, now, if you heard a tenor doing a movie trailer voice, you'd be like, that sounds weird because we're so <laughs> accustomed to hearing like, you know, but yeah. if you it's if you hear uh, and if you hear a bass doing a kid's uh, thing, you'd say it sound a little gimmicky or funny. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it, it just kind of like depends. And all of them are instruments, just like I guess we don't in production. You're using different instruments and different sonics to to get what you want. It's mm -hmm. the same thing with the producers and editors who are working on this stuff. They're trying to figure out what's the right instrument for this project. It's a light family fun type of thing. Cool. Mm -hmm. Let's use something a little bit more brighter for this instead of something more dark and or heavy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can extend your try to extend your range. Um, it, your voice is a muscle. So you can gr try to grow it. But um, a lot of times people can probably grow another half step or whole step 
lower than their their bottom range and that's about it or extend it um extending it is a little bit i guess easier than getting lower but that's yeah. uh, another conversation for the vocal anatomy <laughs> <laughs> dope dope so it's on it sounds similar to you know sound selection when like when we're composing music for tv and film it's like Yo, if you're serious about your music business, then you should know how important it is to have an email list so you can stay in touch with your fans, your followers, and customers. The problem is a lot of these email services charge you more and more the more subscribers subscribe to your list. Well, I found a solution and it's called Flowdesk and you get unlimited subscribers for one price. And that price, I don't it's not even $40. Like it's mad cheap, yo. You get automatic list cleaning. It's a simple, easy to use platform that makes it easy to send out email campaigns and it's all for one fee every month the same fee you just keep paying the same price no matter how many subscribers you get so listen today i want to give you 50 percent off your subscription to flowdesk just go to clintproductions.com slash flowdesk that's clintproductions.com forward slash f-l-o-d-e-s-k once again that's clintproductions.com slash flowdesk flow without the w just f-l-o now go build that email list back to the show certain sounds are going to give you a certain vibe and you know right. that, that's going to play a role in your success for a, a specific um placement so that's dope um man so okay second second misconception that i had was mm -hmm. i thought that again using technology i thought like when y'all read this stuff super fast i was just like they have to be just like time stretching this joint and speeding it up again watching your instagram page i'm like you, like he's legit reading this stuff in real time super fast so like talk about that like is does that yeah. take practice because you're flying through these joints bro that man absolutely yeah it's and actually i neglected to also answer you know the question on whether they deepen it um they deepen it if they're trying to do like an animation thing or a video game thing. But normally on commercials, they try not to mess with the the voice and make it deeper. Okay. Um, but on, on on the side of of the the speed thing, uh, I'd say ninety nine percent of the time I'm speeding it up. I'm doing it all by myself. Okay. There are some occasions, and I've heard it where they either at the end of a trailer or a commercial or whatever, they okay. just did not have time in the the spot. And they're just, they speed it themselves, but they'd rather not do that because it sounds so unnatural. Okay. And so um, I've just, naturally I'm a fast talker. So it wasn't too hard for me to like, trying to be able to, when they say, hey, we need this done in like, we need, you know, you did read this legal in three seconds. Yeah. Uh, I just had to sit there and kind of, for me, I have to, have to say it over again, over again. How long did it take you to get your very first placement for TV and film? How long did it take you for the YouTube's first placement of TV and film? I got to kind of do that over and over again, over and over again, you know, yeah. until it starts to become just like easy. Um, and so, yeah, that's after you do it so long, though, you kind of um, you just start to become automatic. You don't even think about it. You just yeah. say the line and it just comes up bullet flies. And a lot of times they have to slow me down because I just I try to rip through the tags <laughs> as if I'm um, and, and, and one more thing is like because I've been hearing a lot of commercials and studying it so much, mm -hmm. my mind has accustomed that read as a default mm -hmm. instead of them saying, hey, can you go faster? They have to slow me down because I just when I hear legal, that's what it needs to happen instead of it being slowed down. So it's kind of one of those best of both worlds, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it, you're supposed to do it yourself and 
sometimes the producer may be like, no, this is too slow. We'll speed it up in, in post. And it normally sounds like a little garbagey. Ain't a lot to you. <laughs> hear no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man. That, that's awesome, man. Just to to see other musicians, you know, and, and I always tell producers all the time, man, like think about everything every talent every gift that you have and like figure out a way to use it and i feel like you've you've oh. definitely done that because you're you're a musician and singer and i know you guys you have a group king's return as well um yeah. so like how what's that balance like are you you know do you you work on music as much as you do voiceovers or is there like one that's kind of you spend more time doing the other and how do you kind of balance everything yeah uh it, it used to be more uh it's funny it used to be music a lot more and then it shifted to voiceover being like the main thing okay. it's still the main thing but now it's the music that i'm doing now is starting to kind of like creep on into that level of, of vo and so um yeah it's i even in my studio now, I've, I've just kind of everything is here for in, in case inspiration sparks musically. I have mm -hmm. my keyboard here and, and I just I also have my VO, you know, mic right here. Um, I don't know if you can see that, but uh, yeah, right there. It's just like everything is readily available to me in that open concept. And so I'm able to get done with the session and hop into vocal arranging immediately for my group and mm -hmm. and just work on that until the next session comes in. Then I'm like, OK, let me stop this and hop into that. And so, yeah, it's 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 a balance that I don't think about too hard. There are mm -hmm. days where I know I have to arrange uh, for our group and or do a vocal sample because I do also do vocal samples. Um, for producers as well. I have a partner, Jarius Banks, who I work with, and uh, oh. we do harmonic vocal samples that we I have to I arrange for, uh, we both arrange for. And so I had to set days of like, okay, so Thursday, I'm going to be doing about 10 vocal samples that I need to arrange for. And then I'll, I'll kind of block out maybe two hours of time within that. And I won't be we just focus on arranging them. And then, you know, the rest of the time, obviously, is dealt to, to, to voiceover. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it is a balance, but it's not something I think about too hard. Um, sometimes I have to be a little bit intentional about the time. But, yeah, yeah it, it's a definitely a, a dance for sure. Dope, dope. So would you say like your, um, you know, your skills of like recording vocals and things like that, would you say that definitely transferred over into the, the voiceover work and kind of making the technical aspect of things a little easier for you? Yeah, 100 percent on so many levels. I was already ahead of the game when it came to recording myself, understanding what gear I'm going to be using, what made set like like I had everything I yeah. really did. And and it's rare to do that. Uh, if there's somebody who's just coming into voiceover, they they normally are just kind of like, OK, like, where do I start equipment wise? Why does this mic sound better on my voice than this mic? Like having those type of theories, yeah. I, I already had that because I was working on music with this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it helped uh, a ton. And it, and also in the also in my work uh, specifically, like I do work for Fox. Um, I, I do a lot of their promos. And when we were uh, what were we working, there was a one the one show that we worked on a couple of years ago called The Four. Okay. And um, it was a Diddy show, it was, you know, whole singing competition thing. Yeah. And um, I, it was one of those things where, like, they'll play you the spot and you have to read to picture. And <laughs> some people don't know how difficult that is, but all yeah. you hear is three beeps and then the picture starts. And the, the tough part about that is you only have a, about a couple chances before they're like, you got to go. We got to get somebody else. <laughs> wow. And so... 
it's like I, I call it the Olympics of voiceover because it, it, it is really just it's it's hard. Um, you have to here you'll hear a 30 second spot. Here's the script. Make it fit. And then you're going for it. So, boom, tonight on the four, boom, there's a clip from maybe a, 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 a hit that you probably included in the in the in the spot or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, and I have to be able to un see where those are in the script and read to that. And then when we're done. They cut it up and literally send it to air almost immediately. So I don't have time. There's no time to be like, I don't know. There's also a lot of money. There's also a lot of money involved in, in that kind of in promos. Okay. Um, but being a musician has helped me understand tone. Like when I hear if it's if it's like an upbeat, um, more hip hop feel, I know what tone I'm going to be using for it. If it's more dramatic, you know, you know, octave like, uh, you know, massive drums, doom, and then you hear the octave piano coming, whatever. Like, yeah. I need to know where my voice places within that. Yeah. And so that that being a musician, a vocal ranger, and, and in that world has helped me a ton to understand context and uh yeah, that 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 placement there. So man, that's that's dope. Yeah. Um so man, so you've done um some some recent work on on the video game Valorant. You're, you're like the voice of KO. Um and I, I they love you out there, man. So like what has that experience <laughs> been like just working Oh working God. on a video game because it's just like you know it, during the video game you know kale saying like different things at different like are you just recording like words just random words and they just piece it yeah, together man. like how how is that it's it's crazy man i it, it's it, it's a life-changing opportunity to be able to work on these games i'm, I'm a video game kind of nerd too so Dope. to be able to hear myself on something like that and i also worked on call of duty like shortly after that game nice. and um it is it those sessions are massive they're cut into like i think eight or nine sessions four hours each and you're this we're talking you know thousands of lines that you're reading um and you know you're screaming you're yelling you're yes i post on instagram you know some of the some of the the kind of things that I have to do when I'm doing like fighting scenes or fighting action moves or whatever. Yeah. It gets pretty, pretty, pretty graphic. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was incredible. There were long sessions and, but they were fun. I mean, to be able to be a character in the game is insane. That when you asked about like, do they change your voice? That is one character KO where they put kind of a robotic filter on my voice. Okay. Um, it's you can still hear my tone, but they've they have like a kind of a modulator on it or whatever, mm -hmm. and it sounds really robotic and just kind of there are different effects that are happening when I'm speaking. Yeah. Um, the one that I did for Call of Duty, the Jackal, was just my normal speaking voice with just an African accent. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, they're 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 long session, and it's I'm so thankful for SAG-AFTRA because we just got a couple years ago we uh we were actually on strike as the video the voice acting uh community for video games were on strike because there were issues where you know we would book a session for a video game and some directors some studios would make us like do these blood curling yells for hours on end and then i can't go and do a mcdonald's commercial that's going to take care of a year's work of 
a year's worth of bills. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, you know, so it's it. They're not something that pays like residuals. I mean, you 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 do a video game and you get paid for the, that four hour time, and then you're done. Consider yourself fired after that mm-hmm. session until wow. they call you back. You yeah. know, and so there's no. The only time you may get a residual is if a game they have it now where if a game hits a specific threshold, you may get a back pay. Um, a lot of companies have been doing it on the front end and saying, you know what, we're going to already pay you that front that that back pay now, mm-hmm. and um, just to kind of you know uh, good faith there. But um, yeah, it's that's kind of the world where video games was, and now it's it's a lot more, I say, safer to get into that field because you're not blowing out your vocal. I mean, I've seen people they come out there bleeding uh, out of their out of their mouth because of you know it's just gruesome stuff. I mean, think about all the video games, you know, the early 2000s, middle 2000s, like. It, it was some like you heard those screams and you're just like, I know he's not faking that, man. He's, yeah. You know, he's doing that hours on end. And so, yeah. yeah, you can tear some things up doing it, but man. it's definitely a better place where it's at now. And it was KO specifically Valorant. That community is amazing. Like I get yeah. drawings and DMs, hundreds of DMs from people just like, I love what you did for this, this character. And, you know, I play him all the time and it's just really amazing. Yeah, that's super dope, man. Um, shout out to the new people in the stream. Uh, if you guys don't know, this is Cabe, uh, Gabe. I said Cabe, Gabe Kunda, uh, hey, <laughs> voice voiceover actor and uh, or voice actor slash voiceover artist or I don't know. What what do you like to What do you like to be referred? I, I to like as? voice actor. Voice actor voice is fine. Actor. I feel like it dope. does uh, the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's so interesting. So you mentioned SAG AFTRA. It, now, is that the is that like the same organization that actors are are in as well? <clears throat> so you kind of fall under that same category as a voice actor. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's funny. Uh, I always poke people when they say, uh, "When are you going to do real acting?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? I do real <laughs> acting. I just, you just can't see my voice. I'm yeah. my face, rather." So, yeah, no, we are we are Paul, the Screen Actors Guild um, and AFTRA kind of the Radio Federation, all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's it's we're part of the same umbrella um, and we're voting members and all that stuff. That's dope. Um, Yeah, that's dope. I did like when I first moved to Atlanta, I did like a bunch of extra um, extra work and, you know, some movies and shows and things like that. And, you know, there was I remember. I remember working on one show, uh, Anchorman 2, and there was another extra with us and they pretty much gave her a line like on like on the spot on set. And then after she got that line, pretty much she had to fill out paperwork for like SAG and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, so she could kind of be a part of this super dope, you know, guild pretty much. So. That's pretty cool, man. So what what do they? It's funny. Fun, fun fact about that is like, that's why they love a loop group, which is a part of the voiceover world as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't, I mean, loop groups will come in and like the extras that are supposed to be talking, they don't want to, they don't want you to talk because they don't want to have to pay you and exactly. pull out that paper and have <laughs> to do all that. So they'll just kind of hire a loop group to do all that, and so. I get to that. That's my fun. One of the things I do as well, I'll get into a studio and then I'll see a scene and I have to maybe you're in the scene and I have to now voice you in that scene. Mm. Um, and it's 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 a really fun thing as well, because you get to kind of spot people in there and, and, and pretend that you're them. But anyway, all that to say, wow. kind of that's all cool. in the same world. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's dope, man. I was talking to an, another composer friend of mine and we were just talking about how um, 
you know, just how, how our worlds are so close, like to the point to where, you know, he's been in sessions where, you know, they'll be working on um, what happened. I think they were working on a voiceover spot and then the request for music had like just came up and, you know, somebody was in the room that d just knew how to do it. And it kind of created a like a, a situation um, mm. where, you know, the music kind of met the, the voiceover or, you know, just some. Dope opportunities, man. It's a, it's a really cool Absolutely. space for sure, um, man. So, man, this 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 has been this has been eye opening. I've had two of my myths pretty much dismissed, which is dope. <laughs> um, it, it's inspiring too, man. Just to just to see it because I, I don't think I've seen voice actor work like like the way you show it on Instagram. I think yeah. you do a really, really, a really great job at kind of displaying what that looks like behind the scenes. Um, and it is really, really similar to, you know, recording music. Cause when you're in the studio recording vocals, you're having them record the same line over and over and over again. Over try over it again. this way, yeah. try it this way. And, you know, you made a point about giving, you know, giving editors flexibility. So you're giving them multiple different versions to be able to work from. Um, so there's yeah. a lot of a lot of parallel in in you know in sync music and um, you know syncing syncing your voice to um, to picture in, in these uh, you know these these promos. Um, so what's what's one of the what's one of the most I guess most exciting projects that that you've done in your career so far? Oh man. Oh, I can I can go all day, man. Um, the first one was do, live announcing the MTV Movie and TV Awards in 2018. Okay. Um, that was amazing. Black Panther had just came off of their incredible, uh, just kind of you know a debut, and and they were getting the awards, and I got a chance to to announce all of them, and it, it was it was an amazing year. Uh, I I I literally. <laughs> I was on the way to the bank to deposit one of my checks and stuff that I had that book for commercial. And then I got a call. I was like, you won't believe what just happened. They, they want you to do the MTV movie TV rewards. They're flying you this way. And I was like, what? My life just That's crazy. Fire. Yeah. Um, and that one I could say, uh, let, when I, Oh, when I worked on, um, uh, black widow, that was my first, first disney movie that i ever worked on was okay. black widow that was at the end of 2019 um and i just remember that specifically because i was my my dream was to get in there with disney and marvel and work on their their yes. properties and uh the call i came in and and when you get this type of and you know it but when you get somebody calling you say hey they're requesting gabe kunda you know hey, they're requesting clint yeah. They want you to read on this. They want you to play on this. That's like, that's what you want because immediately you have cut the competition almost immediately. And now yeah. you get to show up and do your thing. Yep. And so I did it. And then uh, they, they, they finished me on the spot and I became the voice of the campaign. Funny right. enough for like two years, because we went through a whole 2020 with not, uh, you know, saying movies. Oh, yeah. um, and then 2021, you know, we had to do another campaign. So it was a very interesting thing. And then working on, um, on, oh man, uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Okay. Um, I was the campaign voice for that as well. And the interesting part about that was he was approving my, like I would send my, my voice over 
and they would send it to him in real time. And he was approving my reads in real time. And they were like, yeah, he's liking what you're doing. And he was like, continue on. I'm like, oh my, I'm like one person removed from freaking it's crazy. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> it's just like, man, black boy joy. Um, I just, it, it was a dream, man. Uh, yeah. That was another movie that took forever just because of the pandemic. Like that was pushed on and pushed on and pushed on. Um, <clears throat> but it was, it, it was great. It was amazing. Um, that... And then what's, oh, man, another project. Ah, man, yeah, Call of Duty was definitely, you know, yeah, that was another highlight. I'm a Call of Duty game. I'm a gamer, you know, like I said, and Call of Duty was something that I just, I I wept about when I got the call that they wanted me. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of work, a lot of work. I ain't, I ain't going to hold you on that, man. That's a yeah. lot of work. Uh, but it, 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 it was amazing. It was an incredible experience. And I was on the fa- I was on billboards and, and all that. It was just a dream. So That's crazy. Yeah, those are some of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's always amazing to see, you know, because when you, you're yourself, like, you know where you started and you know the things right. that inspire you. And then when things come full circle and now you're being called to do and work on the same things that you like grew up loving and, and being inspired right. by. Like it's, it's really dope, man. Um, that's fire. So being, being like a, a live announcer on, on award shows, like what is that? Like, do they put you like in your own kind of room to like do this and do they cue you in the go? Or is it like, what what's that setup Like, Producers, if you're looking to take your music production business to the next level, then I want to invite you to apply for my producer mentorship program. During this one-on-one mentorship, I'm going to show you strategies and principles you can use to start, grow, and scale your music production business. So if you're making less than $1,000 per month in your production business and you want to scale that up to make more, or you may just want to get your music placed in TV and film and just have a coach guide you along that process to your first music licensing deal, I can help you with that as well. Now, I only work with a select number of producers each month. So if you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to ProducerMentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to ProducerMentorship.com. That's ProducerMentorship.com. Last time, ProducerMentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, so part of it was, part of it I did it um at the the studio where they were having the show at and then the other part because it was taped it was taped in between two days okay and the other part i did it at home um i'm you know what i will throw that 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 category of voiceover into the olympics of voiceover as well just because you get one chance and like literally it's not like oh we'll give you another chance it's like you get one chance to say uh the name uh, Taika Waititi's name right mm-hmm. you know so you got to figure out a way if it comes out sounding different yeah you know <laughs> you are now the show will then become a meme for the rest of your life and so will Thanks. you and you will be played on clips the announcer <laughs> said his name like that you know and, 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 and so that was the most daunting thing I didn't get any sleep the night before I was just so nervous out of my mind that I was going to mess up Tiffany Haddish's name and I've said it a hundred times over I know who Tiffany Haddish is but she just had an amazing year in 2018 she had an incredible year and so I had to make sure that I didn't you know up next it's Tiffany Haddish that's all I had to say but it was so long for for live announcing 
Uh, and then, you know, you have the you have other lines that are a little bit lengthier. You can't trip over your words. You have to sound natural because the moment I trip over my words is the moment they said, who they who is this guy? Why? Yeah. Why can't he speak correct? You know, so <laughs> and there's a lot of money writing. Everything is live. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, yeah, that was the, that was a very interesting thing. You're set in a booth by yourself. It's kind of isolated. It's cold in there. They get you this book. You know, people are nice and everything, and they're helping you. Whatever you need, they'll give it to you. But yeah. when you're when you're the announcer, it, yeah, you feel like the pressure is on you to make sure you have a great oh, yeah. show. So, man. So yeah. okay, talking about being nervous. You know how some people like, you know, you can literally hear the nerves, like their voice is shaking when they're when they're nervous, right? Like, have you ever had yeah. that? And like being a voice, like, how do you? overcome that so you don't hear that shakiness like in a situation like that i i have to fake the funk for me like i have like there's a lot of times where i have to pretend in my mind that i am the greatest for this job they uh they came to me they could have went to anybody else nope. and only i can do this if they don't get it out of me, they're not going to get it anywhere else. And so I'll fake it and walk in and I'm nervous as heck, but I have to pretend Yeah. and be like, you know what? No, this is my script. I'm going to read it the way I want to. Now, you know, sometimes you have a lot of cooks in the kitchen. You have about nine directors in there, agencies in there listening in on the session, directing you on little words like it they like small stuff like that and they'll sometimes they'll give you line readings could you imagine like you're producing something and i'm sitting here as the uh, 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 one of your buyers maybe for whatever network and i'm like actually could you play this chord like this this instead of the way you're doing it like that and yeah. you're, you're like wait hold on no you know now i'm now seeping into that creative process and then when i don't like it then i say well just do it the way you've been always doing it <laughs> and it's like what? That's what I was doing. And that is what it's like in voiceover and that set. And and I just have to play it cool and again exude that confidence and truck through it. And then we can cry and and, and wimp about it later. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I for me, I fake it till I make it. I, I, I pretend as if I'm the greatest person in the room and I'm here to make this copy sing. Yeah. And that gets me through it. That's the mental thing I've I've got to do. And also it's kind of in some way, true. I mean, if when they audition for a commercial, um, a national commercial, they're listening to about a hundred voices. Yeah. And so you have won over a hundred talented union actors for a spot. You beat out celebrities and all this other stuff. Like, I mean, you're doing pretty well. So. Yeah. <clears throat> man, that's that's huge, man. Because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people think. You know, just because you you've had success in your career, or you have placements or you've worked with some amazing brands that you don't get nervous. And the truth is like, nah, bro, like, we st still get nervous, man. Like even if exactly. an amazing client is calling us to do something, the nerves are always there. It never really goes away. Right. But like you said, man, it's knowing and being confident that you know you're skillful at what you do they called you because yeah. there's something that only you can do specifically and you just have to believe that and keep replaying that in your mind and and kind of block right. out you know everything else that tries to come in you know when when you're trying to to execute and, and be great um so man that's that's super encouraging to hear that um but yeah that i was interested because you know 
being a, a producer, I can be nervous, but you ain't gonna hear it because I'm just playing a keyboard. But like when your voice is your instrument, you how do you how do you cover that up? So that's that's dope, man. Seymour <laughs> in the building. What's good, bro? Um, super dope, man. So um man so like what's i don't know if you can talk about it but what's some current projects you're working on or what's some things that you what's like a dream Ooh. project that you would like to work on yeah um man a lot of the stuff that i'm working on now are under nda and so okay. it's, it's always Understand. a weird thing with that yeah. but I guess a dream job that I I would want to do, I would love to live announce. Uh, oh man, I'd I'd love to. One of my things is I'd love to live announce the, the Oscars. Okay, um, that would be incredible. Um, and again, like I told you about the MTV Movie and TV Awards, I was scared out of my mind, but I feel like. Oscars, I'll be scared out of my mind, but it'll be a different like achievement for just me and a lot of people that look like me. Yeah. Um, and 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 I just feel like that would just it, it would be a dream come true. Um, mm -hmm. because I I already work in the field of movie and TV. Um, it it would make sense to have the the movie trailer guy live announce <laughs> right. uh, the Oscars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I think that would be a cool a cool situation. Um, yeah, that that would be. A, I think that's the biggest dream job. Another, a, a dream. Another dream job is I literally maybe a couple of days ago just achieved it. Uh, uh, working on a, a a show for Netflix okay. and uh, and 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 as lead character, and that was like literally one of my one of my on my dream boards, and that happened a couple of days ago. So now I get oh. to cross that out yeah. and uh, chase after the next thing. Um, but yeah, man, it's one of those things. I don't know if you ever feel like it where a lot of the stuff that you dreamed about doing, you sometimes achieve, not that you achieve it very quickly, but mm -hmm. your hard work gets you to knocking out those things. Yeah. Um, and so then you get to a point and it's like, okay, what's next? Like <laughs> yeah. what, what's the next kind of hump pushover that pushes you out of your creative? Cause I, I will even say this, like when I first started, before I started, like I feel like I was the most creative when I didn't have a lot. And I when I mm. when I was chasing after a thing, mm. I was like at the because I, I think it was just a desperation of like this is what I want to do as a dream. And so I was just thinking about anything I could to make something happen. And as you get into it a little bit, you know, obviously you start getting into the work and that kind of distracts you from creating. But yeah, yeah I want to get back to that. I think that's a different side of me that I, I enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, that's dope, man. Uh, congrats on on that too, man. Uh, the, Thank you. The, yeah, the lead role. That's that's super dope. Um, nice, man. So, if there's someone who like wants to who wants to get started, and there's kind of starting from scratch in, in the voiceover game. What what are like what 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 do the steps look like to to get started um, in this in this space? Yeah, I would I would definitely. Um, reach out to a voiceover coach um there are plenty of them um in la there's there's one I'll, I'll throw out just kind of a shameless plug her name is mary lynn wisner she's out of la and literally one of the best voiceover coaches on on in in the u.s in my opinion she's incredible and she helped me a lot when i when i first got started in understanding commercial copy um there's also a site called i want to be a voice actor.com that literally answers 
all voiceover questions on this website. I mean, it has tabs of like all the voiceover questions you may can think of. Mm-hmm. They answer. Uh, it's, it's a guy by the name of D. Bradley Baker. He's another amazing uh, voice actor. Um, you've heard his voice hundreds of times in animated movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he made this site specifically for for newbies and people that are interested in the site to see what they would need equipment wise what they would need from the agency standpoint what they would need uh the tools that they would need to to do this professionally um and so that's a great site to go to but that kind of the steps for me is definitely voiceover coach voiceover demo and then if you want to you can either pitch that voiceover demo yourself or you can go down my route and uh get a voiceover agent to help you uh, get auditions, receive things that you probably wouldn't be able to have access to on your own. Mm. And um, and then, you know, you could either enter to SAG and some health and pension and all that stuff and benefits and all that. Um, but, you know, neither are is better than the other. I just prefer that way uh, because I'm able to take my wife in, you know, if she's got any medical issues or yeah, I got man. a pension going waiting for me and all that stuff. So it, it, I enjoyed that like. Yeah, that's dope. I, I mean, those are things that, that we have to think about as creatives, you know what I mean? Um, because, yeah. you know, we get old and then life happens, man. Like, <clears throat> you know, we're having we're having our, a second baby this year. Um, and, Congrats, you know, yeah, dude. And it like if we didn't have insurance, bro, that bill would be massive. All right. So, you know, it's important to have those things in place. Um, yeah. you know, while we're, while we're doing what we do and being creative and, and, you know, chasing our dreams, um, man, dude, let's geek out real quick on some gear. Cause I know you love some mics, man. So what, what are your, your top, top three favorite mics and why? Oh man. Okay. So the first one is the road NT one and some of y'all may laugh at it. I love it because it is for me, in my opinion, the affordable, TLM 103. Like if you can EQ that thing right, you can get it close to the Neumann if you if you do it right. And as a voiceover guy, it's just all encompassing. It, it gets the job done. Um, it also has kind of it has that flat frequency going on. Uh, you know, flat sound. It's I feel like it's clean enough for what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second mic for me is the TLM 103 that I'm I'm, I'm rocking right now. Um, it's the the smaller guy. Um, and then. The third mic, believe it or not, is a Sennheiser 416, and it's a shotgun microphone that they use in, like, production stuff. I love, love, love that. Well, hold on. The TLM-103, I love that because it has a warm sound, and and it just does well at uh, narration, animation, video games, things where you're talking a lot. Uh, Sennheiser 416 is super directional, so I could literally be in the back of a truck and the truck is, go, you know, like I've recorded in back of, of Ubers and all that stuff on that microphone. And because it's super directional, it only picks up what's in front of it. And so I can bring it up pretty close and read into it and get a pretty good take. Yeah. Um, so I take that when I'm traveling anywhere, uh, whatever, that may be in an uncontrolled <laughs> environment acoustically. And then, you know, I got those mics funneling into an Apollo twin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just for me all encompassing in terms of preamps and plugins and all that kind of stuff it just allows for that obviously it's all digital so you're not you know getting some type of you know it's, it has some integrity but not rawness of the of the, your the preempts you would normally get if there was individual yeah. and then i i have that going into my mac mini okay which i just got a mac studio by the way it's incredible I'm wait- <laughs> bro i'm waiting for mine to show up like i ordered it uh, what a week couple weeks ago so it's supposed to be here next month sometime how you like it so far Oh my gosh. It's, it's, 
it's in it's night and day. I have the 2018 Mac Mini, so it's it's a massive difference. Okay. Intel is is yeah. probably eating their hearts out, yeah. but it's it's amazing. I can do whatever you know, play 4K footage, record, and do production all at the same time, and it not even break a sweat. Yeah, um, but I'll that. do that, and then I also use Logic as my DAW. So that is everything that I'm I'm running there. Team Logic, man. So, so you're doing? Are you doing like the majority of your work just from the home studio and or wherever you are at the time? Yeah, yeah. From from the, I mean, I'd say about eighty percent of my work is is done from home. And then Dope. you know, sometimes I'll go into studio or I'll fly out to LA to do studios there. And they're normally running Pro Tool sessions or um, this. That just seems to be the the standard there. But yeah. I, I because I went from GarageBand <laughs> to I. Logic seems like the the logical solution. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. It was the same for me, man. I got I got my first. I had an iBook in two thousand five, and then that that was like the first Mac I had had GarageBand, and then I like I haven't looked back since. I went from GarageBand to Logic Express to Logic Pro. Oh, wow. Um. So yeah, man. I'm I'm kind of locked in at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing that one, and then. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's all I use. And on the road, I'm using a, um, the uh, Universal Audio, either my Vault or my Arrow, uh, which okay. is really kind of plug and play. You put it in the Mac and it just turns on and I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I don't have to have an AC adapter and all that stuff. It's powered yeah. by the Thunderbolt. But yeah, so that's kind of my, my, my thing. And I'm recording in my car <laughs> a lot of times. I'm driving up. If I need a session, I'll hop in. To make, like next to McDonald's, connect to their Wi-Fi and record. The car has decent acoustics, though. Like, if you get in the car, yeah. man, it's just like, hey, yeah, sounds sounds pretty good. And, and nobody yeah. would ever know. Nope. So, nope. so next time next time you're listening to that epic Marvel trailer <laughs> and it's Gabe, just know he was probably sitting next to McDonald's in his car when he recorded Absolutely. It. <laughs> Absolutely. You Super dope. Man, listen, man, I won't hold you. I appreciate you taking the time to, to chop it up with this man. And um, congrats again on, on all of your success. Looking to, looking forward to hearing more and, and following more on IG. Let the people know, man, where they can follow you, where they can learn more about you. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all at Gabe Kuhn. Also YouTube. I'm also uh, Twitch streaming. Uh, on Tuesday nights, uh, Val a lot of Valorant, so you can see me on there trolling some people in game and stuff. Nice. Um, so yeah, all at, at Gabe Kuna. Nice, nice, dope man. Well, listen, have a great rest of the weekend and and everything else, man. You got going on, man. Much success and uh, yeah, man. That's it, man. I'm out. I appreciate everybody in the stream for coming through. Hopefully, this has been super insightful for you. Um, if it has, please be sure to like, share and subscribe. And for all my followers that come back 730 p.m. Eastern time, we're doing live music reviews. So come back. I'm going to take a break because your boy is hungry. I'm going to eat real quick and then we're going to be back, man. So that's it. I'm out and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. 
Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.